Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at Sativa at gmail.com. Hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, so I wanted to cover this story because, um, I saw it around and, um, something really beautiful about it. And, um, you know, um, you know how I feel about modern pharmaceuticals and, and, you know, the process you have to go through to get them at your prescribing doctor's office. You know, oftentimes you're having to pay a, an exorbitant copay. You're, um, you're having to go to the doctor's office every month or every couple of weeks to pick up the medicine. You pay the copay, and then if it doesn't work, um, you're having to wait till the next appointment, which could be weeks or, or a month away. Then you gotta pay that copay again, and you, you could be trying different prescriptions out for months and be blowing lots of money, you know, and be going through lots of bureaucracy. But one of the freer things about about cannabis, medical cannabis, is that you try a strain that you don't like at a dispensary, like you try it one day and then the next day you're like, oh, that didn't work. You can just go to that same dispensary. Heck, you could even go you could even go later that day if if your schedule or the dispensary is open at that point, and you can get another one. You don't have to pay a copay. You don't have to call and check in with the specialist. You don't have to fill out paperwork. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. And then sometimes when you go to the pharmacy because of our, our crooked healthcare um, industry, you know, sometimes they'll have to f- file like a prior authorization or whether, whatever, or your insurance will only pay for 15 of the pills and they won't pay for all, they won't pay for all 30 or whatever. Like I've been through such I've been through such asinine situations like that, and there's something liberating and freeing about um, medical cannabis, where you know you cut out that middleman of the of seeing the specialist of going to that appointment just to pick up the pills because they're scheduled whatever, you know what I mean? But um, in Maine, they they've they've come up with a novel idea. So you you can go and pick your own hemp in a um field in in, in a place in Maine called Whitefield. So you can pick your own hemp at this farm we're gonna read about. So let's 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 get to it. Maine's first pick your own hemp field opens in Whitefield, Whitefield, and this was from the Press Herald with. With pruning shears in hand and a laundry hamper on his hip, Kadia Tribble roamed rows of high-waist cannabis in search of the perfect hemp plant. Robust foliage, no bugs, enough flowers to make CBD lotions and tinctures for the elders in his church community. In her church community, excuse me. The community activist made the six-hour, 300-mile round trip from her home in Salem, Massachusetts. Okay, that that Salem, Massachusetts is in my county. Um, they're one of the only uh, in, they're they're one of the only adult use dispensaries in my area because Essex County, if you don't know, is a um is a sort of a dry county. Um, most of the towns in Essex County, besides Salem and 
I think a few other towns um, banned adult use. So you don't really have um, much choice if you're in my county. And, you know, this lady's having to drive um, 300 miles because he, the, the one dispensary that is open in Salem, I believe, if, she's, if this person isn't a patient, um, they charge a lot of money and they charge three hundred. They charge four hundred dollars for the ounce after all the taxes are done. So it's, it, she, even though she's putting wear and tear of her, on her car to drive to Maine to pick her own hemp, she's getting it at a steal of a price, and she's getting much better product than is offered in mass because we overregulate things and. Um, you know, we have it, so it's just big cannabis, and it's not these craft farms and these craft farmers' markets and caregivers that can provide good product for a cheap price. And, you know, it's just the average Jane and it's just the average Joe doing it. It's not just big marijuana or whatever. You know, it's not just an Apple store. But um, let's, let's, let's continue. The community activist made the six-hour, 300-mile round trip from her home in Salem, Massachusetts, just to visit Sheep Scott General Farm in Whitefield, which on Wednesday opened its first pick-your-own hemp field in Maine. It is believed to be only the second publicly accessible hemp field in the U.S. Peter Rivard smells the hemp branch after cutting it off the plant at the first public pick-your-own hemp day at Ben and Taryn's Marcus Sheepscot Farm in Whitefield on Wednesday. Rivard, who lives in Gardiner, or Gardiner, Gardiner? Yeah, Gard Gardiner, said that he was going to experiment with the, making CBD tinctures and a customer of the Sheepscot Farm already. He wanted to support the owners in their new venture. When I, when I had learned about it from friends, I knew that I had to come up, Treble said, as she admitted the, as she admired the orange hue of the hair that was covered, that covered the plant leaves. I had no idea how long it would take to get there, or what I'd find when I did, but I'm a big believer in the, in the plant. And what it can do for us. She was, she was one of about 50 people to buy a hemp plant on the first public pick on Sheepscot General Farm, which is owned by Ben and Taryn Marcus. The young couple brought the 180-acre former dairy farm in 2011. They grow strawberries and run a general store that doubles as a community center. The couple decided to start growing hemp, the variety of cannabis that will not get you high, last year after the U.S. legalized its cultivation with the 2018 Farm Bill. In April, they were, they were in line to get the state's license to plant about 700 plants on about three acres. Like all hemp, the plants grown in Sheepscot contained only trace amounts of THC, the psychoactive part of the cannabis plant. The State Department of Agriculture, Conservation, and Forestry actually tests all licensed hemp grows to make sure they don't bust the legal 0.3% THC threshold. 
Taryn Marcus weighs out the hemp branches to determine the price of the first public pick-your-own-hemp day on Sheepscot Farm in Whitefield on Wednesday. The couple picked up four strains of of cannabis known to yield flowers that will, if properly dried, cured, or heated, at just the right temperature, contain between 15 to 20% CBD, excuse me, or cannabidiol, the active ingredient in hemp that is a growing number of America that a growing number of Americans use to treat pain, insomnia, and anxiety. The they harvested some of the first plants earlier this month, stuffing their barn with plants that they plan to sell into the wholesale market. They will open the field for guided public picking on Friday from 2 to 7 p.m. and then on Saturday and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. with tincture making classes on Sunday. Prices run 35 a pound for the people who want to buy branches only. Wow, I'm so jealous. I, I, I need that in my life. Um, that'd be so awesome if I can just buy a, a pound worth of, um, of, of hemp or just... Yeah, just a pound worth of hemp, and, um, like, the, like that would save me so much money, because, um, I mean, I, I, I occasionally buy hemp online, because it's, like, one source I use, but, um, like, sometimes they do have, like, $100 ounces, but, like, that's still sort of expensive, but to be able to get 35 pound, like, can't really beat that. Let's continue. Prices run 35 a pound for people who want to buy branches only, which include the leaves, flower, and stem, or 25 a pound for customers who are willing to cut down, buy, and take home the whole plant, much like is done at Christmas tree farms across Maine. Anything that doesn't get picked this weekend will be harvested next week, Ben Marcus said. We always wanted to do a pick your own like we do with strawberries he said but this has gotten a lot more attention than strawberries that's for sure it's a great crop to grow easy to do and it's not a crop i'd want to harvest by myself it's time consuming these people but these people they're thrilled to pick growing demand the number of hemp licenses issued nationwide has quadrupled since the passage of the Farm Bill last December, according to the report issued this week by New Frontier Data. License cultivation hit almost 40, 480,000 acres in 2019, a 328% year-over-year increase. That is more hemp that the U.S. planted in 1943, at the peak of the cultivation of cultivation during World War II. Remember him for victory. Shout out to that. Farmers are responding to America's obsession with all things CBD. According to the Brightfield Group, a national marijuana consulting farm, U.S. consumers spent $591 million on CBD products nationally in 2018 in the belief that it eases ailments such as insomnia, anxiety, depression, and pain. Hemp is a versatile crop. Its core could be used for construction, its skin for insulation, and its nutty seeds for eating. 
but the CBD craze has made oil extracted from its flowers its most lucrative end market. New Frontier data estimates that 70% of the 2019 crop will be CBD will end up CBD oil. Hemp in Maine has grown from a small pilot program in 2016 with just two farmers growing a quarter acre of plants between them to 164 state licensed farmers from Elliott to Madawaska growing more than 1,700 acres with another 1,400 acres licensed but not in production according to state regulators. However, it, it has not been smooth sailing. Days after the U.S. Farm Bill was signed into law, the Food and Drug Administration warned that CBD was now a regulated drug and thus can't be added to foods without regulatory approval. Maine regulators ordered local retailers to stop selling CBD-infused foods. Maine lawmakers quickly stepped in to fix it with new legislation, but the unexpected FDA decision and the resulting state directive caused confusion about the legality of the part of the hemp's most lucrative products infused foods right before the deadline for Maine's farmers to seek a cultivation license. Making their own medicine. Most of the people who came to pick hemp from the fields of Sheepscot General planned to make lotion and salves like Tribble, but some planned to juice the fan leaves or freeze them and add a small handful of crumbled up leaves to smoothies. Some will use them to make a weak tea. Wearing knee-high mud boots, John Valetis tracked through the field with a farm guide to stamp $38 worth of small hemp branches that he will turn into a tincture to reduce inflammation. The Wilderboro resident described the extraction as a relatively simple process of trimming, drying, heating, and soaking. I made simple herbal remedies before, said Vilatis. It is very, is very easy, really, and much more natural. Peter Riviard soaked, will soak his heated leaves in vodka to extract the cannabidiol before making his tincture. The Gar- Gardier resident described himself as a longtime hippie who has known the benefits of both hemp and marijuana and is glad to see both forms of cannabis becoming more publicly accepted. It is an important thing what's going on here, Riviard, a life coach who makes and sells jewelry to cruise ship tourists on Portland's Old Port as you watch Taryn Marcus weigh up his hemp stalks. Look at all these people coming here to make their own medicine. I wanted to support this. Some customers were cautious, however, refusing to give their names out of fear of friends, pastors, or or employers might confuse the hemp use with a fondness for marijuana. A few few covered license plates worried that undercover police officers would try to document their visit. A Virginia resident asked for a written receipt to confirm he had bought hemp, not marijuana, in case he was stopped by highway patrol officers on his long, multi-day drive back home, where both medical and adult-use marijuana are illegal. Alright, end of article. Imagine that. People are driving from Virginia. Shout out to Virginia. We love you guys. Um, But yeah, imagine that. People are driving... All the way 
um, south to from from down south to um, Maine to get their 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 CBD and their medicine. Um, as we know, as we've covered hemp. Hemp is, is seeing a, a, sur a resurgence or a surgence in, in Virginia. There's a lot of farmers growing it, but um, they're still in the process of, of, of getting it cultivating and cultivated and grown. So it's going to be some time before you know they they have a harvested hemp crop of their own over in Virginia. But you know it's it's amazing how. You know, you can you can pick your own um, Xanax, or you can pick your own Adderall, or you can pick your own um, Prozac, and you're not having to go to the doctor and pay a copay, and and putting these dangerous or, and 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 harsh pills into your body. But again, there's still stigma, as we we've seen in the article. People were covering their license plate. People don't want. You know their employer knowing um, they cover their faces, they or they won't want their names revealed, and I mean I, I can't blame them. I mean, I mean I I I do the same too on this podcast. Um, Dan Scotland is not entirely my real name. I'm not going to tell you what my real name is because I again I feel I I'm in the same boat as these other people too. I I don't want future employers. I don't want you know, law enforcement on, on my nuts. I don't, I, I just, I just don't want that sort of trouble. You know, I, I, I try to keep hush hush about what I do, you know, despite me advocating, I, I still know that there are dangers and there are stigmas, but, um, yeah, um, that's about it for this. Um, we, we need this to be more of a thing across the U S we need this legalized all throughout the U S we need employer protection. So people aren't having to hide the fact that they're doing this you know again these employers have way too much control over us and our, our freedom and it's it's tyranny really but um but yeah um we need this legal nationwide but as always i can be found on um, spotify itunes Castbox, radio public pod beam uh, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. If you like what I'm doing and you find yourself coming around often to the videos or the um, podcasts, you can become a Patreon and support our, our project for just $1 a month. And my socials can be found below as well, too. Um, hope you guys got a lot out of this, and peace out. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.com dot fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have five dollar and ten dollar tiers if you're feeling extra generous and those come with their own benefits too and um, if you subscribe to the the 10 and above tier, 
you you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So, you know, you can chat with me on Discord. You know, we can have 15-minute one-on-one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes, you get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.